This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 217, for the week of April 18th, 2010. Welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Dyes and Chewy X. We are here each and every week to talk about Dragon Ball. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. What's up, folks? We are recording. We're actually doing it live here on this lovely Saturday evening. Let's go around. We got myself over here. My name's Mike Fujito EX. I gather these fine folks each and every week to talk about the series with me. It's what I do because I get lonely. <laughs> you have to seek out your crew members. That's right. To talk about Dragon Ball. <laughs> I got the cook and I got the musician. Yay. Wait, you I'm the cook. Cool. I don't play anything. Uh, Mary, across from me, you're not on my right, you are directly across from me. Yes, uh, I you, am. You are, you've gone from the girlfriend to band to the wife. Band? Oh, B-A-N-N-E-D. Yes. Right. Am I still banned? No, no, you're the wife now. Okay, cool. Hiya. Was I ever banned? Uh, I don't think I actually banned you. I I'm gonna have to do something to warn getting banned. That would be badass. Brian asked if you were the fiancé. Yeah, I think you were for a little I bit. I was the fiancé, yes. Alright. So, hello. Welcome. Hi, the husband. Over here to my right, actually on my right, Mr. Jeff, for a mid-month manga review of Mossomeness. Mid-month. We've switched from beginning of the month to the mid-month. <laughs> we did. Well, I mean, you were out of town, I was working, schedules, conflicts, things uh, happen. Conflicts of time. interest. Not conflicts of interest. <laughs> oh my god. No, it's clear. It's fine. Welcome, Jeff. Hi. You're here. You're Talk about manga with us. It's yes, one of indeed. those episodes. Indeed it is. I'm very excited. I caught up with what your predictions were from last time. We're going to go through the manga. It's this weird time where you've seen it. You did a video to it, so you kind of know what happens. Sort of. But we'll look at your predictions, and we'll see if you actually know what happens. <laughs> see if you really know stuff, or so if we, you're just bullshitting us. We got these three folks. Julian's stuff is still in storage. Hopefully he's going to join us maybe next week. We'll see. Uh, how that all works, but our good friend Julian. Julian's moved in with the lady now. Woohoo! All done. What a pimp! He is a pimp. So enough talk about pimps pimpage. and hoes. <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on this episode. I already spoiled it. I blew the load already. Manga review of Awesomeness, Volume Thirty Four. The cell game is going in full swing. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. The only other housekeeping stuffage stuff I got for you. Uh, we have a contest going on on the website right now. You can win a copy of Attack of the Scions on DS, plus a mug and a mini scroll, courtesy of Goku's Corner, the, I forget what the thing is, the official fan community of Namco Bandai Games, something like that. It's a little site, they have um, contests, the caption contest, which we know everyone stole from Mary. You're the first one who ever did that <laughs> on the internet, ever. No, no lies. You know, that was a stolen idea too, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Not the extra figure part, but the captioning part. Right. I stole it from a Mr. T Meets anime. Oh, oh yes. Right. Excellent. I'm coming clean now. <laughs> it was awesome. The first one I ever saw was Mr. T Meets Magic Knight Ray Earth. All right, Classics. I'm dating myself. Classics, Mary. <laughs> Ray Earth, which yes. all of... Uh, as we keep talking, let's see how many people in the chat actually know what Ray Earth is. We'll, we'll get a tally on that. So we are giving away a copy of that game, which we reviewed on the podcast, on the site. So good times there. That's what I have for housekeeping. 
right now. We got a jam-packed episode for you. We have some great news, which is the news is going to be news plus an email plus a mini topic. Then we have our manga review of awesomeness, and then we got releases is all it's crazy. Jeez, you're putting us to work. Yeah, I know. There's a few Ugh. people in the chat that know what Ray Earth is, so cool. you're not alone over there, Mary. Good. I'm not the only old fart. You guys, any stuff housekeeping before we hit the news? You got anything? What do you think? No housekeeping other than the real housekeeping I wish I had done today. Yeah, the couch is disgusting. How about you, Jeff? Any housekeeping? <laughs> you don't want to come to our place right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Same thing. All right. Let us move on. Let's talk about the news. First bit of news, we're stealing some stuff from our buddies over at Constantai because it's so incestuous. It's nice. We just trade news back and forth, among and, other things. And we just favors. Just saying. First thing, Ogon no Senshi, the Golden Warrior, the book that came out actually yesterday in Japan as of the recording. We knew it was coming out. We didn't know a whole lot about it other than that it was an illustration book. And it was going to be 1,200 yen. Turns out it is a size B5, which is the size of a Daizenshu. That's huge. It is, but it's only 96 pages. So it's not all that thick. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, Righto. Uh, it's all about Goku. We knew it was going to go up through GT because it mentioned Super Saiyan 4. Uh, none of us have it yet. I don't think Heath put in his order. I'm not ordering. I'm going to so, try and pick it up in New York because the two books combined was an okay price, but then the shipping was more than the cost of the two items together. I'm like, ah, I think I'm going to wait on that. Is this rehashed artwork or what? No, we think it's all new stuff. There's been a See, lot of I would artwork. be on top of that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a sucker for artwork. You want to pay for the shipping? No. You can. No, I'll just go to New York and get it. That's what I'm saying. And I have incentive to go to Kinokuniya. That's all there is for that. We'll move on. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Movie 1 over here in the US. This was a really interesting situation. I don't know. Should we briefly mention what the deal is with this? What's the deal with... What's the deal with Curse of the Blood Rubies? So the deal was when Funimation first got the series, uh, they licensed it in 94. They started releasing the first Dragon Ball TV series in 95. The first one was of the first 13 episodes plus Dragon Ball Movie 1. Same as we had with Pioneer and DBZ later on. It was sub-licensed over to Kidmark slash Trimark slash Absorbed into Lionsgate Films down the road. They were the ones that put out the home releases, even though it was still Funimation dubbed. The home release was controlled by what is now Lionsgate. Well, they continued to own those home distribution rights, which is why you could still own or, or purchase and obtain that original saga of Goku with the original dub of the 13 episodes. Even though Funimation did redub an uncut version of it, which aired on Cartoon Network, it could never come out on home release here because of this Kidmark Lionsgate nonsense. You can read all about it on the site, the DVD guy and the newbie guy and all that stuff. I love how you could just rattle that off. Like, so yeah. easily. You know the whole history. I could keep going and give you all the little nuances of the deal, but I won't. Suffice to say, here we are in 2010. Uh, we learned, was it last? Yeah, because the blue brick sets have been coming out for a while. At least the TV version, that situation got resolved because, well, they released, I think, 4 is coming out and 5 is coming out in a couple months. The entirety of the Dragon Ball TV series, great, including 1 through 13, all good there. The only thing left up in the air has been the first movie. It sounds like that is taken care of because this Otaku USA magazine article was actually a review of a forthcoming release of Dragon Ball Movie 1, still called 
Curse of the Blood Rubies, but it was a review by Daryl Surratt, who uh, does Anime World Order. It seemed to indicate that the disc would have the old dub on it from 1995, in addition to an uncut Japanese version release on the disc. This seemed a little weird. We know that Funimation has moved completely away from acknowledging that there was a prior voice cast for the series. There was original cover art for this release, though, so it seemed like a legitimate review. Well, Mary, we've talked about this a bit. I mean, it's the whole magical world of print, where stuff is done months in advance because of deadlines. So you get some information about things. You don't know the final. Do you even get the disc for review? Right. Probably not in this case. (laughs) So why even do the review? Because uh, readership, readership, and uh, certain kickbacks, and I'm, I'm not saying that. But it hasn't even been announced as a release. So no, it hasn't. That's why I'm thinking. You know, why bother? I mean, how can people anticipate a release if it was never announced as an upcoming release? Well, here we go. Very soon after that, listings pop up on Right Stuff and oh. other places. So it seems like it is something that is coming down the line. Originally, it had a release date of July 27th, but then just a couple days later, that was updated to December 28th. So that makes this review all the more irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. so much can change between now and then. Well, I asked Daryl. He said that Funimation indicated to him that it would be uncut and would not have a redub on the disc. So... Okay. One could make the assumption that Daryl simply decided that, oh, it must have the old dub on it. So that's what he proceeded to talk about, because that is something that we've seen before. But I don't think Funimation is going to include that on there, right? Well, maybe that's why they bumped that release date to December 28th. Maybe that's they are going to redo it. That's what a lot of people are thinking. We don't know that this movie ever actually had a dub recorded for it. A lot of people assume that it's just been sitting in a cabinet somewhere done. I had a Harmony Gold dub. Well, yeah, my friend did. Well, that's something we can talk about. I think we have talked about that before. So we actually don't really know what the situation is with this. It seems like there is a release coming. It probably will be uncut. Who knows about the dub? I mean, for those of us here, we're probably not going to watch it that way anyway. We did a review of Dragon Ball Movie 1. Jeff, you were here for that when we reviewed it. That's right. I don't have the episode number handy, but uh, we watched the Dragon Box version. There was a custom sub-project on our forum because that was the one thing that hadn't come out here. Had a good time reviewing that. So maybe that will come up in December or not. We have no idea. Let's talk about Dragon Ball Kai. Again! Yeah, again. For a while here. First thing about Nicktoons. Now, Evil Gamer X, who was great and broke all this stuff for us about airing Monday through Thursday and the edits and all that kind of stuff, he did say to us that uh, 8 p.m. was being tossed around as a possible time slot for it to air. And a lot of people now, completely independent of that conversation, are saying that, yeah, there's a commercial saying it's going to air on the 24th at 8 p.m. I even saw a video on YouTube where Nicktoons accidentally put or was testing this Kai countdown timer up at the top of the screen. Really? Yeah, like now, instead of later. Later on in the month. Of course, it didn't come on when the timer reached zero. It's like this little glitch or a test or something. So that was kind of funny. That's it. I, for those of you in the chat, is there a video that is showing this 8 p.m. time slot? Because I have not seen it anywhere. And I haven't seen any TV guide or Nicktoon site listings going that far into the future. So I'll ask you guys about that. Uh, people are saying, no, don't really know. Let's talk more about Kai over here in the U.S. from Funimation. Right Stuff catalogs are listing part two coming from Funimation. This is the DVD and Blu-ray release on September 14th. Now remember, the part one is coming out in May, I think it is. So May to September, that's a long time in between releases. Now, we presume that the second 
part will contain episodes 14 to 26 versus episodes 1 to 13. Probably going to be the same amount of episodes. So what do you think is going on here? The Japanese Blu-ray release is only hitting episode 39 this month over there. And then combine that with the Nicktoons release. Do you think that's why they're putting them out so few and far between? To play catch up? Yeah. I guess so. Well, I mean, Japanese Blu-rays and uh, North American Blu-rays, we share the same region. We're region A. So there is a but very- But there's letters very, now? Yeah, there's letters for Blu-ray. They're not numbers anymore. They're letters. Oh my God. We're region A. So there's definitely a reverse importation fear probably going on there. They don't want Funimation's release getting so far ahead because it's significantly cheaper yes. over here. <laughs> so that's an issue. What do you think? You it, said it's, it. It's kind of more a statement of fact. <laughs> yeah, it's not really anything to say. An educated conjecture. Yeah. Says you. I do say. Mary, we were talking about this one earlier, showing you the pictures. Got to have you a little bit excited here, right? I guess. I mean, it's something that was a non-thought for me. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, he's going to be Trunks, whatever. Right, so was- we're talking about Takashi Kusao coming back and playing Trunks in Kai. That's right. I thought I- it was a no-brainer. I got to say, I got this hilarious text from Heath. I guess it was yesterday saying, oh my God, I just found the greatest update. It involves voice actors and drunkenness. Don't know what to do with this. I guess I'll update later. And sure <laughs> enough... Here we go. So, the comedy group Bon Bon Bon, which consists of three members, R. Fujimoto, Pikari Takagi, and F. Yamamoto. These guys went in to do some bit parts for episode 56 of Kai, all dressed up as characters from the show, which I don't have those pictures up handy right now. Mary, you saw them earlier. Yes, they were great. The Napa one was fantastic. Lovely. So they did those bit parts, and then everyone went out drinking afterward, and Takashi Kusao is there with the gang. So yeah. Pretty much assume that he's going to be back to play Trunks. Yay. I'd be pretty sad if he wasn't. Look at the picture here. Here's everyone (laughs) chilling. There's Masako Nozawa up in the front having a good time. She looks all right. Her hair color's kind of weird. Looking good. Yeah, she's old and redheaded now. She's got old lady red hair. You know what? She can do whatever the hell she wants to do. I know. All right. Here's the big news of the week, I guess. What we're going to have a little mini conversation about because we have an email about it. We learned through uh, our buddy K17 over in Japan who gave us a scan from Jump on May 2nd with episode 55, Dragon Ball Kai is going to get a new closing theme performed by Team Dragon which is actually going to be seven members from AKB48 a Japanese idol group with a bazillion members another one of those the seven best of them apparently (laughs) right best oh the other 41 girls must be so pissed (laughs) (laughs) to come do a new closing theme for Dragon Ball Kai now K17 says Japanese fans are not happy I'm glad to hear this well I'll save my thoughts for later oh we're gonna get to that (laughs) okay there's no word on its name or anything else like that, and no word if they're going to change the opening from Dragon Soul or anything. Now, we got an email from Cameron about this update, and specifically on K-17's thoughts. Jeff, if you could, could you read the email here from Cameron, and then we're going to talk about this a little bit. Your Japanese buddy's comments about AKB48 show he must not follow popular culture very much. AKB48 are currently the biggest idol group in Japan and have a lot more than just disgusting idol fans. Their album released a few weeks ago sold the highest amount for a girl group in the last eight years. Just since the start of the year, they have been chosen to do commercials for Rikochoku, the most popular music download service for cell phones, Aoki, a big suit brand, a correspondence school, the Ministry of the Environment, and by the Japan Dental Association. 
<laughs> because if you're in a girl band, you have to have fantastic teeth. You gotta. All right. Look at that picture. They have three weekly TV shows on TV Tokyo, Nippon TV, and TBS, as well as a lot of girls having solo appearances on TV. Your contact must not pay much attention to popular culture or else have a grudge against the group if he thinks all their fans are disgusting. And then we have a, a giant picture of them. Uh, I'm assuming this is up in Akihabara somewhere of them plastered up on uh, a building. There's a little bit below that picture there, Jeff, if you want to read that. I would also link you to a video of cute girls being interviewed outside Shibuya 109 and how many of them like AKB48 and could dance their songs, but unfortunately it's been taken down. I think you get the message anyway. So here's the discussion to have here. K-17 made it pretty explicitly clear that by Japanese fans, he means the hardcore Japanese fans. Like I, of Dragon Ball, of not, Dragon not Ball. the public of Japan at large who buys their CDs. I'm thinking us. Basically. Yeah. As the Japanese fan base. base. Bubblegum pop for Dragon Ball. This is not something we've ever truly had. I mean, on the hit song collections, we had the image songs, and some of them are cutesy. But in terms of music for the series, yeah, we've had the otaku music. Hironobu Kageyama, of course, uh, the associated artists, especially going into GT, where you get some of the more mainstream bands. We've never had something truly cross over into this territory that wasn't a cover song. We've had Sherry, we've had Shoko Nakagawa, we've had Hitomi Kitamura. Those were all just covers. This is integrated into the show itself. It's part of canon now! Oh my god! (laughs) So what do you think about that? I mean, this... I don't know what to equate this to. This would be something like maybe in 98, 99, if, I don't know. If Britney Spears did a dub opening to Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that the mainstream audience couldn't give any less of a rat's ass about that. We would still be like, uh, what? That's kind of lame. And I think that's where he and this group of fans are coming from. It's a mis- mismatch. Right, right. It's clearly a marketing ploy. Oh, totally. I mean. So that's all it is. It's an extension <laughs> it's of the. And I hear no thing, which yeah. that song never ended up getting used in the series. The more I just hear about stuff like this, the more disgusted I get about all these just stunts that make no sense. Well, I mean, let's not be delusional about it. Dragon Ball is a mainstream property, and its goal is to sell as many things as possible and make as much money as possible. To little girls? Really? Well, this gets... Okay, into- so disgusting otaku boys, like K-17 right, right, implies. Sure. Well, I'm gonna channel Daryl again a little bit here with the whole Neo Shonen discussion. Shonen today is much different than it was. We do have female audiences of these series. Mary, you're a female here talking on the Dragon Ball show. No. So. It's a lie. (laughs) Brian said Lady Gaga. I was thinking about that, but (laughs) that's that's not as kitty. I guess some of it's kitty, but she's talking about Mm. some crazy sexy stuff there. Yeah, no. I I don't know about that. What are your personal thoughts, though? Jeff, I'm going to ask you, as not the hardest of hardcore Dragon Ball fans, we just Mm kind of drag your hair every month. You're having a good time with it, though. Oh, yeah, I am. What do you think about Japanese girly idol? group as popular as they are and I'm sure they're great and even one of the members apparently talks about the series on her blog what do you think about that what's your thoughts on Kai that's what I think about this I don't see a extension of what they're doing where it's cheap it's a money grab they 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 started there as we can they've already headed down this path they started Kai Kai is purely for making money I really don't see what the big issue is uh if you're gonna treat it as canon yeah I, I guess I understand where the frustration's coming from but I think they sunk the boat long ago I think ultimately it's gonna depend on how the song sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, if it actually is in the similar vein to, yeah, Break Hair Break, where it's like a poppy dance song. Well, that's the thing. Kay even said, you know, one of these girls seems to be a fan. We'll hold back a little bit of judgment if the song is okay. 
Yeah, we just kind of have to pretend like, okay, let's not really pay attention to who the artist is. We'll wait for the song itself. Kai is just so different from what we had before, where the theme's, yep, you're Nobukagayama. You're going to love it. Then GT kind of went in a different direction. Again, marketing. Yep. Marketing. Sell some CDs, man. Albert in the chat even says, it sells, period, which is, I mean, I'm going to buy the CDs. It's going to be a single. single. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I don't want more of this girly shit being shipped to our house. The poor postman must think we're the biggest perverts. Well, they can't see inside, but CD Japan is always sending me these idle newsletters now, and it drives me nuts. Like, I You're don't a dirty actually old care man. about this stuff. I don't care. The Sherry CD was just the straw that, that broke that's the camel's what did it. back. That's absolutely what did it. Alright, that is uh, the news for the week. There's a bunch of good stuff in there to talk about, you think? Yeah. I'm angry. Why am I angry? You ready to talk about the old school version of the series? I'm happy. Manga volume... 34. If you were joining us for the first time in a manga review of awesomeness, what we do at least once a month, approximately once a month, we try our damnedest. We go through the manga volume by volume. We give you a little recap of the chapters, let you know what happens. Then we go around and get all the different perspectives, a little bit of analysis. Got myself and Julian read the thing forward and backwards bazillion times, Julian in Japanese. He's not here this episode, but that's all right. Yep, Mary, you've definitely read this part of the manga before. Oh, yes. I had this one in Japanese, too. I kind of read part of it myself. Uh, tried my best. <laughs> you took more Japanese in college than I did. Yeah. All good. Retention's not really there, though. Right. I can read letters, but... <laughs> about it. And then our buddy Jeff is here because we want the newbie perspective. Well, I mean, you're not noobs to animes in general. Not entirely to this part of the show either, though. But this part of the series, very specifically, mm-hmm. you had this fan subbed with all your other anime when you are starting to get into the series. You yep. know this. You worked on the Doom Rider section with us. Mm-hmm. You've definitely, you've intimately interacted with the footage of this part frame of the series before. But that's really all that's been done with it. <laughs> that's it. Done nothing else, just gone really, really intimate. You haven't watched it over and over and over. No, I haven't made a commitment. Okay. <laughs> Jeff is afraid of commitment. That's right. <laughs> so we like to bring you here every month to get your perspective on the series because you notice things that we don't always notice. We just kind of take things for granted. We assume the characters are acting the way they are just because we know them. He picked his nose in the background. That was a little strange. He would never do that. That's so out of character for him. Absolutely. It's there you go. stuff you pick up on. So here we are, Manga Volume 34. This is covering chapters 3. 397 through 408. Of course, it's Tankobon 34. If you're going by the Kanzenban over in Japan, the re-released version, it's about halfway through number 27 and a couple chapters into 28. The Viz graphic novel would be DBZ Volume 18. And if you're going by the recent Viz Big, it is DBZ number 6. So let's go through these chapters. I'm going to get you going here. Chapter 397. Goku steps into the ring and all of his friends watch as it begins. Cell was hoping to save the best for the last, but here he comes. Mr. Satan and the TV announcer laugh at this guy in the ring who's clearly an amateur. He won't last long. Goku rushes in and the two begin trading blows. There's a lot of punching and bouncing around with the two with them seeming to be able to predict a couple of the next moves from each other. Goku fires a Kamehameha, but Cell just knocks it away. Treats some more hits, ending with Cell slamming Goku to the ground. As Cell says he's done with the warm-up, Mr. Satan and the TV announcer look on with shocked expressions. Jeff, take us to 398. Chapter 398. Everyone can tell that the real fight is about to begin now, but Mr. Satan thinks even though he's got some moves, this guy can't handle much more. Goku gets super serious and powers up. As the air is swirled around everyone,
everyone, they gasp at just how powerful he is. Except for Gohan, who thinks that his dad is strong and all. Cell powers up the same way. Goku walks up to him, and Cell allows him to go first. Goku slams his fist in the Cell's gut and kicks him around a bit. Cell stalls himself in midair, upside down, quite happy that they will be fighting each other at such a high and equal level. Mary 399. The TV cameraman was unable to get all that fast movement. Cell hunches over and begins to form a Kamehameha. Goku screams for him to not fire at this high a power, but Cell keeps on going. Goku jumps into the air to lure the blast away from potentially destroying the Earth and teleports at the last moment before it hits him. He appears behind Cell and kicks him down. Cell wonders how it missed, so Goku lets it loose that he is able to use instantaneous movement. Goku asks if Cell would have just blown up the Earth if he didn't move. Cell's answer is he knew he would move, but yes, he'd blow up the Earth, no problem. Cell rushes in to attack the this time, getting in a whole bunch of good hits, commenting that even though he can't use Goku's technique, he's still pretty fast if he does say so himself. Chapter 400. As the two attack some more and everyone struggles to keep up with watching them, Cell decides it would be a shame to have it end in a ring out, so he blows up the ring down on the ground. Sixteen protects Mr. Satan and the other peons from the blast, telling them they should just leave. The entire Earth is their battleground now. Cell attacks some more with blasts, but Goku flies right through him. He jumps up in the air and starts to form a Kamehameha of his own. Cell laughs and knows that Goku won't unleash it from up there, the way that they were just talking about before. And he's not so... oh crap. Jeff, 401. Everyone's pretty convinced that Goku's not going to fire down towards the Earth like that, but holy crap, it looks like he is. Right before Goku fires, he quickly teleports down immediately in front of Cell and fires point-blank range right into Cell. When the dust clears, Cell's torso is lying there on the ground, sans head in both arms. Yamcha seems pretty excited that Cell's defeated, and Mr. Satan comments that it's a shame he didn't get a chance to take him out. But Goku can still sense a huge key coming from Cell, who jumps back onto his feet and starts regenerating himself, all gooey. Totally back to normal now, Goku realizes that Cell can regenerate just like Piccolo. Goku thought that was way too easy, but at least Cell has spent a ton of energy to regenerate himself. Goku's also out of breath though, and Cell's not about to let that happen again. The two start up again with their attacks. 402, woman. Goku lets loose with a huge barrage of key blasts, which seem to be getting the better of Cell, until he stops it entirely with a barrier. Even he was a little impressed there. An old couple is watching the fight on TV and is pretty convinced that the dude with the hair is Chi-Chi's husband. Also watching on TV, Bulma seems to think that Goku is pretty close there, but Kame Senin can tell that Goku's far outclassed and he knows it. Cell patronizes Goku for a bit, asking if he wants to have a Senzu to restore his strength and make for a more entertaining fight again. Trunks yells for Kudinin to give him one, but Vegeta screams for him to stop. He knows the pride of a warrior and knows that Goku would rather die than win like that. Yes, he's definitely going to lose. Cell is clearly a few steps beyond all of them. Does Goku even have a plan? Goku powers down and says that he loses. He gives up. As everyone freaks the hell out, Cell reminds Goku that once there are no fighters left, everyone on Earth will be killed. This is how it's really going to go? Vegeta and Trunks are a little better, sure, but they're nothing compared to Goku. Mr. Satan feigns a stomach ache again, unfortunately unable to go into battle. Goku asks if he can choose who will fight next. Chapter 403, Goku says that the Cell game will end in the next match, because if this person can't win, well that's that, but he knows that this person will win. After a moment of suspense, Goku turns up to the cliff with everyone standing around and says, Gohan, it's your turn. As Piccolo wonders whether Goku has lost his mind sending his son to his death, the TV crew assumes it's time for lunch. Piccolo is still putting up a fight over this, but Goku remarks how much Gohan has grown, especially in the room of spirit and time. He asks Gohan in front of everyone if he thought the battle just now was too tough for him. Gohan remarks that, 
No, it wasn't, but they weren't using their full strength, right? Goku says he doesn't know about Cell, but damn it, he sure was. Piccolo and Vegeta are in complete disbelief. Gohan agrees to give it a try and hops down to the ground. Goku asks for a Senzu. He tosses one to Cell. It wouldn't be a fair fight if they weren't both at full power. Cell takes the opportunity. Gohan then lets loose enough power to catch everyone off guard, Cell included. Jeff 404. 404. <laughs> you are error. I'm totally errored. <laughs> Chapter error. Cell begins to think maybe Goku is not completely bluffing with this one. Piccolo and Vegeta are still trying to figure out how Gohan got so strong. Cell lets loose with some attacks on Gohan, but he blocks and dodges them all. He picks up his speed a bit and grabs Gohan, headbutting him and sending him flying into a mountain with a key blast. Everyone, for some reason, assumes that Gohan has been killed already, but Goku says to feel Gohan's key. Behind Cell, Gohan is walking out from the rubble with a stern look on his face, right back up in front of Cell. Gohan says that this is pointless. Cell thinks it's great, though. Gohan explains that he doesn't like to fight his dad and doesn't want to kill even someone like Cell. He's beginning to understand the power inside of him, how he gets angry and goes berserk with incredible strength. His dad must have been counting on that. Cell thinks Gohan is trying to scare him, and now he definitely wants to see this power. 405, Mary. Cell smacks Gohan around a bit before he returns one really good kick to the face. Goku is looking excited for Cell to get Gohan so angry. Cell busts out some Frieza beams, which Gohan dodges, but rushes in with a giant bear hug to crush him. He wants Gohan to get angry. Doesn't this hurt? Piccolo wants to jump in to help, but Goku says to just wait until Gohan gets angry. Their only hope is Gohan's rage and power. Piccolo is furious, saying that the only thing going on in Gohan's mind right now is, why won't my dad help me? He's still just a kid. As Cell crushes Gohan one last good time, he tosses his motionless body to the ground, and Goku yells for another Senzu. Cell laughs and says, if that wasn't enough, maybe he'll just turn things over to Gohan's friends now. Cell takes off, and Gohan screams for him to stop. Closing in on the end here, 406, Cell swipes the Senzu from Kududin and returns to the ground, telling Gohan he's going to make him get angry. Gohan rushes in, but Cell kicks him away again. He needs to get mad for reals. Cell turns around though to see 16 sneak up and grab him. He has no key so he was able to get down there undetected. He's gonna blow himself up along with Cell. Right as he's about to blow up, nothing happens. Kudadin says that Dr. Brief took out the bomb when they repaired him because, well, that was a little too dangerous. Cell smirks and blows 16 to bits, kicking his head off into the distance. Over to Mr. Satan and the others. Okay, now, there's seven of them. Well, Cell poops out seven little Cell Juniors and sends them after everyone. Yay! Goku says that they're strong. Jeff, 407. Seven, according to who? <laughs> Depends on where you look. The Cell Juniors rush in and begin their attack on everyone. Gohan realizes that everyone but Trunks has died before, so if anyone dies, that's it this time. Cell can tell that Gohan is getting angry and slightly powering up, but it's not enough. He says that only Vegeta and Trunks are even holding their own, so he better get angry real soon. Gohan wants to get angry now, but he doesn't know how. The TV announcer wants to take off, but number 16's head speaks up and asks to be taken over to the kid. Mr. Satan remarks that Cell is right next to him. 16 smirks and asks if he really is the champion. Mr. Satan agrees, realizing that he'd be a laughingstock if everyone out there is helping and he doesn't do anything. 16 says he can just toss him when they're close enough. Cell can sense he's getting closer, so he calls out for Cell Juniors to go ahead and kill everyone if they'd like. Mr. Satan tosses the head and gets it right smack perfect in between Gohan and Cell, even though he says that he threw it too far, which I can't yeah, understand. I don't know. <laughs> 16 tells Gohan that it's okay to fight for what's right. He needs to let his anger out, protect the earth, and especially the nature that he loves so much, please. Cell walks over and crushes 16's head with his foot, smiling. Gohan finally snaps and everyone turns their head, sensing this massive power. Mary, last chapter of the volume, 400. 
408. Gohan seems to have reached a new stage with lightning surrounding him and his hair standing up even more on end, but it's different from the other forms that we've seen. Gohan slowly walks up to Cell and snatches the Senzu bag before he can do anything. He then hops over to the Cell Jr. attacking Crittenden and decapitates it with one slash of his arm. As that one falls down, the others begin attacking Gohan, but he systematically kills them one by one, many in very grotesque ways. Cell is astonished. Goku laughs and says that it's all over now. Gohan tosses the Senzu down to Trunks and tells him to give them out. He lands back over to Cell and glares at him. Vegeta obviously cannot believe that this is happening. Before we go any further, Jeff, we get a look at your <laughs> predictions. You're shaking your head here. From last time on our manga review of awesomeness, you said Goku's dying next volume. It would be <laughs> perfect end to what happened with Goku's all, don't worry, relax, and Gohan wondering what's up. Wrong? Wrong. Well, you know it's coming because it was in the video. Totally. You just thought it would Happen contribute sooner. to the transformation? Well, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. I think it was sooner and my memories were not exactly uh, lining up right. That's fine because keeping you on your toes here. Indeed. The only other thing that you said predicting for this volume was Gohan will get ready to start fighting. All right. Kind Deba- of sort of. Debatable on whether you're right or wrong here. Mm. He he got down and he's like, I don't really want to fight. He got a couple little attacks in, not a whole lot. Yeah, well, I knew that he was going to have this massive thing happened that makes him fight like a super saiyan like a real super saiyan but yeah it didn't exactly happen here yeah well i mean it, it happened with the whole 16 thing but mm-hmm. we have yet to see him really fight cell we've seen him fight some of the cell juniors though yeah yeah one by one with the brains yeah <laughs> let's talk about the art though the art the pretty art jeff let me ask you you're always picking up on the detail you like mm-hmm. the background yep. and how everything is tell me about this volume gorgeous yeah gorgeous uh, uh smooth angular lines and, and detail everywhere and uh, great focus on foreground when it's needed, background when it's needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and he makes sure that that you have plenty of background to focus on when, especially like when they crush the the ring and they make the earth the the yeah yeah the real ring of the cell games. Really, they focus much more on the backgrounds at that point. And Toyama does great with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just these barren backgrounds. Maybe it's a little simpler to draw it that way. Mm-hmm. But there's little intricate things with just the pebbles and the clouds and the mountains. Really great job. With that absolutely, stuff. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely great. How about these big page spreads? I mean, we had the big page, two-page spread of sexy in this last volume, but there were a couple really nice ones here, just taking up the whole page and looking all pretty with all these angles that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Yeah, very nice. this is, um, I think it has a lot to do with just how important this fight is, or at least it's um, like a tactic of spotlighting uh, a lot of the things that are about to happen, I think. And it's really, it really shows off just how incredibly detailed everything is. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's really trying to help the storyline go further, because uh, otherwise it would seem kind of monotonous like the same thing happening and, and small steps towards the finish but right. like not fully getting there but then you have all this incredible art to stare at so it certainly helps in that case and I think those those spreads were really 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 gorgeous Toriyama's one of his peaks here mm-hmm. with this volume Jeff I do want to ask you because something you talked about last volume was Gohan's reaction to Goku and everything that he was saying and his not really being impressed and kind of wondering what was going on. We had one really big moment of that, this volume, where Goku turns to him and says, you didn't think that fight was all that much, did you? Tell me a little bit about Gohan. Um, all right, well, let me just say, first of all, I, I kind of have to go into a little 
subtopic of this. Sure. He's, all right, I'm not buying it. He doesn't want to kill anything. Really? Now you say this? Is this like the first time we've seen this happen from him? Because I don't remember this being in previous volumes with Gohan. And it just seems so weird that he's going to play the pacifist role when he, they really need him. Well, Gohan's very first fight against Vegeta and Nappa, I mean, he ran behind a rock. Fighting is not something he's interested in doing. Yeah, but he's never said, I don't want to kill anything. Mm, I'd have to go back and check some dialogue. All right, because this is like, this is where I noticed him being much more of a pacifist. He's had a problem with Frieza before, that's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. He, he was the one who jumped in against Dodoria when uh, little Cargo was burned alive. Yeah, that was kind so of shocking. So there have been moments where Gohan is happy to jump into the fight. Mm-hmm. But he's never been put in this position where it's deliberately, you kid, you're the one I want to pick on here. A little bit with Nappa, but I mean, Nappa was doing everyone one by one. This mm-hmm. is, the spotlight is on him exclusively. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think, um, if anything, it's the, the sudden maturity, if you will, mm-hmm. because he, was like you said, was a rushed away. Gohan progression? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was rushed, but I don't think it was fully set up. I, I really don't think so, because... Uh, even in the 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 room of what's the room, name? room of spirit and time. In the room of spirit and time, they they do have a lot of uh, training between the two of them. But there's not that sense of like, uh, hey, this is going to be my last fight, so you take over from here, or, or like really okay. building up Gohan as a character. Because I don't feel like I want to have as much faith in him as I should. You know, I mean, this is I should be feeling what Goku feels at this point, where it's where like you have the faith in Gohan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And like you like, don't think that you do. No, because I should have the same faith that he does in the character, and and look at everyone else. Like I should have that kind of sense. Uh, I forget the term, but it's where you know what's going to happen before anybody else, and you kind of have like a little sure. smirk yeah. from that. I want to have that, but I really don't because I just don't think that he's ready in the sense. But I mean, it's kind of rushing it. But then. Again, what else are you going to do? <laughs> kind of a big guy. Why not get the most powerful saying there? And Goku thinks it's his son, so why not? The TV version did have an extra scene. Uh, it kind of flashes back to Goku and Gohan training in the room of spirit and time. And you get this quick flash of what we later know is Gohan as Super Saiyan 2. Like, he hits it and then just immediately falls out of it. Think back to the Trunks TV special where Gohan is trying to get Trunks to transform. And he almost hits that point and then he falls over. It's a very similar thing that takes place here with Goku and Gohan. You see Gohan hit that, oh, he's just about there, and then he just collapses because it's too much. So I think the TV version does a little bit more in showing Gohan is almost there. He's he's just about ready to do this. Yeah, I agree. I think the TV show did a better job than the manga does. In, in something. In, in some ways. I mean, we did have the whole Tao Pai Pai filler and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I kind of enjoyed that as well. But I think what Toriyama is doing is it's those conversations where it's just Goku and Gohan. That's where he's trying to drive that point home of, no, really, the kid's ready. I think there should have been more of that, though. You wanted more of that? Yeah. Okay. The TV show was in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Not quite enough I think it. in the manga, it's almost implied. It's like you just kind of have to take it on faith that sure. there were scenes and trainings and conversations, well, maybe not conversations, but just instances during that training where Gohan was just proving himself a little bit more. Right. We just have to assume that's what went on. Let me ask you guys about the other father character, that being Piccolo here. Mary, let me ask you, your reaction to Piccolo's reaction. Piccolo is awesome in this. He is more of a father than Goku is, and I've always thought that. Mm-hmm. He was the one that blatantly came right out and said, you're sending your son out there to get killed? You suck. It's very interesting, because when Piccolo first took Gohan, it was, I gotta train him, because that dad is gonna be too soft 
on him here. And I don't know if Goku, him thinking that Goku is delusional about it, ties in with that softness. It's it's a very interesting dynamic between the two father figures. Jeff, what do you think about that? That's actually a really good point. Um, it's weird, uh, but at the same time, it, it makes sense. I think Piccolo does have uh, a bit of a fatherly instinct to him. Certainly shows here. Well, especially he's got Nail inside him. He's got Kami inside him. So yeah. he's not Mr. Demon anymore. That's entirely, true. So, so yeah, Well, you could say he's softened, but even he still showed some of that when uh, he was first training Gohan. As, oh, like, yeah. I mean, that was his kid. first thing. Oh, right. you're the only one who's my friend. Yeah. See ya. Croak. Add me as a friend on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but, well, I mean, it still was kind of, I don't know, it was it was kind of cool to see him uh, really go against Goku's decision on this yeah, volume. Yeah, he was not in agreeance. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I pointed that out to you already once this week once on this, Come on, come on, once a week. Once a week is enough. <laughs> I only get one. The right. only one. Sorry. I especially <laughs> like the line that Piccolo said to Goku about, uh, your son's out there and what's going through his mind is, why isn't my dad coming to help me? Yeah. yeah. I thought that was rather, I guess, unusual for this series to be yeah. kind of so insightful. Let me ask you about the Cell Juniors. This is part of trying to get Gohan angry. Cell is very, very calculating and all right, I know that he's not going to fight me. I got to do something to make him want to fight me. Cell Juniors, a a neat little poop trick. What do you think? (laughs) And they don't overstay their welcome, which is good. Well, especially in the manga. I mean, (laughs) they're in and they're out. He's slicing and dicing. I guess I just have a hard time believing that they gave everyone such a hard time. But if they're basically little cells, then I don't know. Yeah, that's what he says. I mean, they're mine. And Goku's saying, oh my god, they're actually pretty strong. And who up there is particularly competent in this situation? Cell even says, well, really, Vegeta and Trunks are the only ones that are going to be able to hold their own against these. Yeah, I agree with Mary, though. It's just... And Goku's exhausted. Yeah, and it makes sense for Goku to have a hard time with them. I think, um... Yeah, I, I think it was a nice deterrence, and it certainly helped to get Gohan angry. Like, it, it makes sense in the whole storyline. I, I think this is what needed to happen. Yeah, it needed to happen. Because if Cell went after them himself, Gohan probably would have jumped in. It wouldn't have been enough time. Mm-hmm. So Cell needs to stay down there because he needs to he hold Gohan He needs to keep Gohan his eye on off. Gohan. Exactly. That's a good point. I guess the only thing that actually bugs me about this is that it's very similar to the Cybermen. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Cybermen. Cybai, yes, it's Cybai. That doesn't bother me as much, though. I mean, it doesn't seem recycled. Uh, and I don't know why. I mean, because it is very, very, very similar to that whole thing. Kaboom in the chat is saying, Cell Juniors, drum, tambourine, cymbal. We have had this before, so maybe it's using a little bit of the piccolo in him and maybe a toss back That's to the side by That's a good point. That is true. Time. That is I true. never would have thought of that. Yeah, because we We've don't... We've had it before a little bit. Well, we don't see that enough with Cell uh, taking over some of the genes that he acquired from everybody. And it, I mean... Well, I should say, we do see more of that in the TV version. The Cell Juniors use some other attacks. I mean, they use the Kikoho, they mm-hmm. use the Makanko Sapo. We do see more of the Cell Juniors having this other stuff to them. Makes total sense. I, I In fact, I kind of wish Cell had more of that in him because mm, I'm right. seeing that not really happening. Uh, but Yeah, the TV version did more of that with mm-hmm. earlier Cell as well. I think we were comparing a couple scenes where yep. we did see Cell. I mean, we had the Kamehameha. That was his first big introduction. Right. He used the Makanko Sapo against Piccolo. He used the Taiyo Ken. I mean, he did have some stuff to show this amalgamation that he truly is. Cell Jr. is not a lot, a little more than the TV version. Yeah, but I mean, it, he still shows some of those other attacks. It, it was just nice to see that because I thought they kind of gave up on it and I sort of forgot about it. Mm. 
which is a real shame because Cell is a, a combination of different people. I right, want to kind right. of see that in his character. Uh, but the fact that he's so calculating. Do you think that's Frieza coming through? I, I was just going to say that. I think it's a little bit of Frieza in him. I mean, we did see the Frieza beam here. Mm-hmm. That, that was a very, I mean, I think Kudinin even says that's, that's what he used. Did he say it by name? Because I don't remember not, that. Not the name attack, but he said, oh, that's what Frieza did or yeah, okay. Frieza's attack. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just the boom, boom kind of thing with the, the fingertip. <laughs> right. You know, that, that's a Frieza thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess let's take it over to the big scene. We did it just before recording. Uh, pop in episode 184 of DBZ to watch last half of the episode with Unmei no Hi and the big transformation. Jeff, something you have seen before, but now many years later, you've read the manga, watching the TV version of this. Was it a good transformation? Let me give you a little more lead in here. Because we did have Goku's Super Saiyan transformation. Mary and I have come to the conclusion that it's not all that wonderful, especially in the TV version. It's like, oh, yeah, he did it. The Trunks transformation from the TV special, you said you really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. That, that blew you away. Oh, yeah. We're totally all about that. Yes. And before you came over, I was saying to Mary, I think we're hitting the last of the great transformations in the series. Super Saiyan 3 is okay, but... Mary, you were saying, oh, it just kind of pulls that out of nowhere. We don't see... It's not based on anger. The build up to that. It's, oh, I can do this. This is the emotional response giving us a transformation. Probably the last great one. So what are your thoughts on this version, the TV version, Jeff? Eh, mm, I sort of, um, I wasn't really getting into it anywhere near the amount that I was with Trunks. Okay. That's for sure. Uh, well, with Trunks, you were watching a self-contained thing beginning to end. This was, we just stepped in halfway through the episode. True. Very, very true. Well, I mean, I did have the manga to kind yeah, of yeah. work yeah, the yeah. background. So it's like so, even the scene yeah. in the manga itself. Right. Yeah, I mean, even the manga wasn't even played up all that much. I just kind of, you know, what made it weird for me was just how 16's head rolls in there, and it's just like, protect the nature, b- beautiful things of nature. That's not the first thing he says, though. I, I do want to talk about what 16 says, because I think I am on board with with you mm-hmm. where I think what he was talking about wasn't the right things to be saying to Gohan. Yeah. I liked what he was saying first. Where it's like unleash that anger. You sometimes you have to fight. Sometimes you just gotta let it go. Yep. It's okay to let it go sometimes. Could have just kept going with that. Yeah. That's that's what he needed to talk about. Yeah. The nature thing, okay to toss it in that is part of his character. But why would Gohan even know about that or care? Right. What interaction yeah. have they ever had? That's true. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I think that's one thing that always has really bothered me about this scene is like he loses it over 16. I don't really? get that. Well, okay, it's... he steps on his head and it's gross. Yeah. It's fucking 16. Who gives a rat's ass? It's not Piccolo. It's not mm. his dad. I don't understand where that connection is. I'm with you on that. I think as time goes on, I mean, this scene was one of the, oh my God, awesome things when I first got my fan subs. And I still think it's pretty damn well done. When I done. first saw it on fan subs, I cried because yeah. Gohan was crying too. I thought, oh, he's crying. It's so sad. Oh. And now I just can't really feel anything other than just, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, I don't feel that emotional response anymore. So Penguin Truth in, in the chat is saying, it's not just 16. That was the last straw. I, I agree. There was a lot of build up to this. We've said that Cell has been very calculating. With this whole scene, Cell even says to 16, look, I'm doing this my way. You butt out. And then he crushes him. And so that kind of set Gohan over the edge. I'm buying it less and less as the years go on, but I do still think it was pretty damn well done. Yeah, well, I think... mm. 
It it makes sense because we've seen we've seen sixteen observe nature and and get a, an appreciation for it mm-hmm. and say something about it. Actually, yeah, I, think yeah. I remember to have it show up here. Yeah, makes sense. But again, it sounds like we all just wanted a little bit more of the release your power. It's okay. Well, here's the thing then. though: it would have been fine had Gohan had a stake in that somewhere. He didn't. Sixteen had like this experience without Gohan even there. Mm. So the fact that he's t- I mean I agree with Mary. The fact that he just puts this on Gohan is like protect the earth and and all its beautiful nature or whatever it's like that's completely if that were me in that situation i'd be like wait what i know how to unleash what for who it's like i'll unleash my anger okay why do i give a crap yeah it's like okay birds chirp what do you want i mean it just seems so weird and in the tv uh episode it didn't help either that it had like the bird over his head i think that was a little cheesy but that was cheesy really that was totally cheesy though i like it i like the song in the manga it's just the yeah i like the pushing i like the red yes i like that as i get older i find the bird more and more cheesy yeah okay. i used to like it but okay. now it's like that's fine. okay that's a little bit too in your face yeah, obvious it, it just was so weird because i mean it, there was just well i mean the lyrics that we may know here they're talking about the messiah i think mm-hmm. is having also a bird over the there, top you think it's a little over the top no yeah. i you know what though i like that actually i i really did like that part of it i didn't like the bird i thought the bird was actually over <laughs> the top away, bird. i thought the lyrics though were i mean they were kind of over accentuating yeah a bit. but they were dragging i like the rest of the lyrics they were very dragon ball we're like we're fighting against a tough guy no i like that we part. gotta proceed <laughs> i just like i thought the part about oh messiah it was just like a little much if you go for comparing and, Gohan mm-hmm. to a messiah. If you go and read Julian's translation of the lyrics, there's some pretty good allusions in there. Maybe it's a little over the top. Mary, you do like the song, though, and you think that fits in pretty well that with it? That helped in my emotional response back when I first saw this in fan subs was the song. Mm-hmm. And just, like, the pacing and the timing and the shots of everyone's faces turning and looking shocked. Which is from the manga, but I think the TV yes. version does a good job, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They take mm-hmm. all those little panels. and yep. The way it's synced up to the music, too. Like, at mm-hmm. the point that it, it shows Gohan again, like, yes. that's the main build above the song where it goes into the chorus so right, i think the whoa that's yeah. when we have that very focused pan up of gohan's face and the tears are flowing from to me it. that's just perfect timing something, see icing on the cake something i never saw in my fan subs not until i got funimation's dvd release of it as the episode comes to its very end right as it finishes the tears in gohan's eyes fade away i didn't notice that in my fan subs and, either and then he just he s- kind of looks down a little slightly bit slightly turns his head down a little bit like it's on asshole and it <laughs> and we know he's not pulling any punches from this point on i mean he snaps the senzu from cell before cell even knows what hit him i think the tv version does a really good job with this too he kind of does this phasing up and down between different places and cell's just looking at him like holy crap, he's flying all over the place. But at the same time, 185 kind of ruins it by redoing the transformation. <sighs> it's one of those weekly things where you come back the next week, he's not in Super Saiyan 2 yet. He's just screaming. But it's got really good background music in it too. It's that dun-dun-dun. Pull it back over to the manga a little bit. We're talking about the TV version quite a bit, but I think it's it's necessary to compare the two. Oh yeah. When we have an insert song and a big transformation. Jeff, what about this part of the fight? I mean, this volume starts the cell game. Mary and I were talking where we start this volume in a great place. We're, we're not jumping in the middle of anything. We're, we're starting it right at the start. And we go a bit. Some stuff happens. I feel like not a whole lot happened, but enough. I feel like we've said that about a few volumes lately where, yeah, a lot of stuff happened, but it didn't feel like much happened. That's really weird that you say that because as I'm thinking about it, it seemed like not a lot happened, but 
I'm sure a lot did happen. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone through these volumes so fast. I'm not really sure how to answer that. Did you read this volume really fast? I did. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it probably had to do with the fact that there was a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was causing it to go a, mu- uh, a bit faster, if anything. But, you know, I can't say that there was really anything to, mm, I, I guess, it, there was really nothing that made the storyline proceed in any major fashion. I mean, the one thing that did well, kind of stall what things. What can it do? It's been building up to yeah. the central fight, and we're at that central fight. What mm-hmm. story is there to do anymore at this point? The other bringing than- up of Gohan, I mean, could have okay. been there. It's, it's just that constant thing of, like, really, Gohan needed to have more of a part in this and i didn't really think he did and they could have used that whole chap they could have made a whole chapter towards that and and made it make sense later on what did what did you want there did you want some gohan flashbacks did you want some more goku and gohan interactions what did you want maybe like an explanation as to what goku's talking about when he says oh yeah you know don't worry and uh, mm-hmm. And Gohan's like, oh, he's not finding it full strength and all that. I want something to say to me, look, Gohan is the character from here on. It just so suddenly happens where Goku's like, his turn. And it's like, uh, wait, what? It just didn't, I, I didn't see the buildup. I didn't see mm-hmm. them introducing Gohan as the guy who, who everyone's, well, I mean, like I said, I want to be able to know that Gohan's going to be next. I don't want to be thrown in the same shock as everybody else. So that's what I kind of feel was missing from it but everything else was uh really nice to see uh, piccolo fight uh, uh really arguing with gohan or arguing with goku about gohan entering the fight mm-hmm. i love that what about the other characters not a whole not a whole lot, lot with them Mm-mm. no I, I really don't think How there about had mr. to be satan he had a couple key moments something that i love about him this volume it's the scene where 16's kind of being like don't you want to help champion and i think mr satan he comes back down to earth a little bit and he even says Look, all these other guys out here are doing stuff. If I don't do something, I'm going to be a laughing stock. And sure, that's a little self-serving, but it seems very realistic at the same time. I like him a lot more in the manga than I do in the in the series, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I think um, him in the manga, he wasn't trying to show off as much. I think, Mike, that has to do a lot with the fact that he doesn't have those cohorts. Yeah, yeah. We totally forgot <laughs> about his uh, little lackeys that are in the TV mm-hmm. version until yeah, I, we popped in to watch the episode. I didn't like him because that was like a tr- tried uh, uh, story plot topic there. It's like, you know, the it's guy in his cohorts. people, too. Yeah, it really We've is. We've got the cameraman and the announcer and Mr. Satan over there. Do we really need his, what, three other people? I don't think so. They don't contribute anything. No. Uh, but um, him by himself... I like his character in the manga so much better. Okay. It's, it was just so cool seeing how he is a much more down-to-earth guy. Uh, it is weird, though. I think though. he is. I think he does shine through on occasion. Yeah, it, but I think it is weird that he doesn't um, see anything as being dangerous in front of him. Like, he's he's so, in his own mind, the strongest man on the planet. Right, right. And even, like, people flying in the air and fighting at God knows how fast uh, speeds, and he's still, like... Oh, that's just some trick. I was like, do you really believe that? <laughs> I don't think he really does, but he's got to put on that persona. He's, yeah, like he's stuck. He really game. has to do something. And the stomach ache just seems so much more genuine there. In uh, in in the series, it seems like he's making excuses, but in the in the manga, yeah, he's making an excuse, but it's not to the point where he seems cowardly. Yeah, yeah, all that much. You know what I mean? I mean, he's supposed to be cowardly. I, and, I agree. And, he is, but shining through is the. I don't know how else to describe it, but we do see a bit of the humanity in him. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and, and it's not over the top, and I like that. Those are my big notes. Is there anything else about this volume that you want to talk about, Mary or Jeff? I guess just in general, did we like this volume? I don't know. You don't know? I mean, I love Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, and we're going to get a shit ton more of him in the next volume, obviously. But the other stuff, I don't Ooh. know. I like it. I think. Wait, I do have something. All right. Okay. Um, I want to get everybody's take on this because it's been a while since we've discussed it. Yeah. Uh, so I have only used half my energy. I still have almost all of my energy. Wow, I'm really low on energy. I will quit the fight. We're coming back to that whole measurement of energy thing, dictating the fight before it happens. A little bit, maybe. It, it, I mean, I've. It's been really plainly said by the characters in this volume and uh it's i'm not too partial to having a fight predicted before it gets started and that's what keeps happening like they, they keep saying uh well now since he's uh regenerated he doesn't have ha- he doesn't have half his strength and got to give him senzu let me say this i'm not bothered by it here okay but yeah where are you going well i'm i'm showing like i'm i'm kind of ambiguous on the topic because I don't want to see it happen where it's like they're not going to fight anymore because they just look at a number and just... You don't want it to be a repeat of the end of the freeze of fight where there's yeah. actual percentages counting up. At least there yeah. are no numbers this time. Right. For that's reals. True. That's for sure. But it still just seems kind of like if they're going to go this far with it why don't they just not fight at all and just be like okay well who has the highest power? Oh this person does. Okay well there you go you win. Like why even bother fighting if you're mm-hmm. just going to make it an energy battle? I don't think it's going to be though. I, I think we've had as much of that as we're going to get. Okay. It was mainly that whole bit of dialogue was just to show that Gohan has surpassed Goku at this point, right? That's, Makes sense. That's the only purpose it's I think it was just and... to show off a sense of scale. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not saying that, that I mean, it should be gone entirely, but, and in, in this volume, like I said, I'm really on both sides of this. Uh, argument because it doesn't show up that much in this volume and it's actually used pretty well but it's just so easily abused that I just don't want to see it keep happening sure but yeah it's nowhere near as bad as the Frieza uh, fights I thought that was just really over the top Mm -hmm. so we were talking about do we like the volume I'm not entirely sure Mary how about you I definitely did if only because it was a really fast read yeah it was there was a lot of action and unlike Jeff, I did like being on the surprised end of Gohan being thrown into the mix. Mm-hmm. Because I think this is one of the few times that actually happens. Where I feel like they well, kind what of... happens? Where you get totally taken by surprise. Okay. So I appreciated the fact that it was a little different from kind of knowing what's going to happen beforehand. I feel like it's just uh, another instance throughout this whole arc of just twists and turns and all that. So I liked it. It was really fast to right. read. And the artwork was fantastic, too. Mm-hmm. Jeff, did you like this volume? Volume. Yeah, um, not not the best volume. It, it sounds like you're kind of with me. Or yeah. I, I like it. I like it. And it's weird because I talk often about how I love Super Saiyan 2 Gohan. I love where this character is going. But I guess we're not at that point where he's showing how brutal he is. Yeah. And how that's going to change things up a little bit. That's true. I think when we actually do see that, it'll be really uh, amazing. Although, I, let's put it this way. The way he uh, took out his cell junior was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if it's going to be like that, then yeah, I'm going to enjoy this. But to get to that point, it just felt a little off and that's why I can't fully say that this was one of the better chapters I've read it was rather one of the better volumes I've read but um, it's it's good. It's good, but I'm not totally in love with it. Do you want to take it over to your predictions then? Sure, let's do it. All right, we are at the point now where Gohan has transformed. Cell Juniors are gone, and it's going to be Gohan versus Cell now. Where do you see the next volume of the manga going? 
Let's see. Cell juniors are gone. Yeah. Trunk dies. Trunks. Trunk dies. Trunk. Trunk. Trunks <laughs> dies. Let's see. What else can I pull out from it? This is purely memory now. All right. You're remembering key scenes from Doom Rider going, is that next volume? Right. So this All is right. no longer predictions. This is test of memory. Uh, but I, mm, I said Goku was going to die in this volume kind of because I didn't remember exactly when okay. that happened. I'm going to say um, in terms of Goku dying, hmm, in terms of pacing and everything, I'm going to say this volume. Okay. Uh, or the next volume, rather, he's going to So next volume, Goku's it. dead, Trunks is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can't say exactly why Goku's going to die. Like, I'm not going to give that whole reason. But let's just say Cell gets taken out for the first time, but that's not quite what happens. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm I mean, talking Jeff, on a Dragon Ball you, you show. You do quasi know yeah. where this is going. And the majority of people listening. They know too. I know. I'm know not going to spoil it but. for them, but... You know, I just want to make it that much more fun. But this is very different because yeah. you are not heading into this completely blind. It's Mm-mm. a test of your memory, and it's difficult to talk about how good of a writer Toriyama is at this point because you do kind of know where stuff is going. But it's the first time reading the manga, so All right. I do have that. In fact, that's that's what makes this volume so much of uh, of an enjoyable read. Is that I'm really getting the sense as to how it was supposed to go. I'm kind of it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the the series from what I remember and then looking at what I'm reading and going, wow, this is totally unlike what I saw on TV yeah. the first few times. So honestly, it's still like I'm getting a fresh perspective and it's really nice to see it in manga form too. But uh, yeah, I, that's that's really all I can really get for predictions. So I don't really think much else kind of fits yet. I don't know if I'm saying the name right in the chat, but Givenator says, spoiler warning, a cell is made of people. <laughs> oh my God. Love it. Love it. All right. So does that wrap up our uh, manga review of Awesomeness number 34? I don't know that we're entirely sure how we all feel about it. I know how I feel. All right. I like it. I'm with you, Mike. Okay. We kind of like it. Yeah. It's not great. Kind of like, like it. it. Not great. It was good. So, folks, we will check you back next month at some point during the month with volume 35 of the manga. We'll be continuing into the Cell game. We'll talk more about our upcoming schedule as we hit the end of the episode. But for right now, oh, let's scroll down. Let's do the end of April's releases. Mary, get us going here. All right. It, it's coming out. I Seriously, know. For real, for, folks. Yeah, without a doubt. They got a couple more days to delay this. Tuesday, April 20th, we've got Viz Big Dragon Ball Z number seven. It covers the original Japanese volumes 35 through 37. These would be Viz DBZ graphic novels number 19 through 21 in the US, 1799 MSRP, or pre order them on Amazon for $12.23. Wow. Yowza. Yowza. Moving on, April 21st, over in Spain, they got a couple things. Dragon Ball Volume 5 Remastered Edition. It is the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai. R2 Pal of Dragon Ball TV Episodes 89 through 108. The five standard languages for their release and the Castilian Spanish subtitles. 49.95 euros. Xeonadvd.com has some more info. Also that day, Dragon Ball Z movies set one. Don't you laugh at me. The movies release uh, for Spain, R2 Pal, eight discs, one movie per disc. Same thing with the five languages and the subs. Looks like it's a little bit more hovering around 60 euros. Zona DBD Ponto. Um, Mr. Laughing over there, April 23rd. Come on, what you got? <laughs> on April 23rd, Dragon Ball Kai Blu-ray Box 3, which contains Kai episodes 28 to 39. It's four discs, and uh, it's a 4-3 aspect ratio in high definition, and it's available 15,960 yen MSRP, but you can get it for 15,200 pre-order at CD Japan, and 11,698 pre-order at Amazon Japan. We also have Dragon Ball Kai DVD Single Disc Volume 9, that is Kai episodes 25 to 27, 69 aspect ratio, cropped in standard definition. You can get it for 29 
4840 yen MSRP, 2800 yen pre-order at CG Japan, and 2176 yen pre-ordered at Amazon Japan. Lastly, Dragon Ball Kai DVD Single Disc Volume 10, that is episodes 28 to 30, 169 aspect ratio, cropped in standard definition, that is 2940 yen MSRP, 2800 pre-order CD Japan, or 2176 pre-order at Amazon Japan. That is a lot of talking, sir. <laughs> Lots of it. All right, I'll finish you off here. April 30th, Friday. Coming out much earlier than anticipated. Figured it would be in the next month, but coming on the 30th, TV version anime comics Dragon Ball Z Majin Buu Gekito Hen or Battle Arc Volume 4. Shueisha, the Animanga, 730 yen. You can find it places where you buy that stuff. And then also on that day, Dragon Ball Z DVD Box 3 over in Germany coming from Kaze based on the French video transfer. DBZ TV episodes 75 through 107. MSRP is 66.99 euros, but finally Amazon Germany's got it down a little bit at 52.99. So with releases done, we're gonna have a little fun here. Let's take some questions from the live chat. Oh my god, that doesn't have theme music. OMGs. First question from DBZ Fanboy, what happened to Julian? He moved in with the lady, everything is in storage, I think he was going to go get his headset and assorted computer things this weekend, so that is why Julian is not here right now, but we will see him again soon. Even with a major life event, he still tries to get in for you guys. He's trying, he's doing his damnedest, he's got the wedding coming up later on. We were able to do it too. That's right. Because you're crazy. Mike, what do you think the possibility us getting Dragon Ball Dragon Boxes? I think nothing of this. I'm going to ask Mary. What do you think? Possibilities. Original Dragon Ball TV series. We get this question all the time in emails. People are like, holy shit, we got Dragon Boxes for Z. They're putting out the blue bricks. What are they going to do for the first TV series? I think I'll put it out too. All they do is re-release the series over and over. Why wouldn't they? I yes, mean, stuff sells, It prints right? money. Is anyone scared though that like they'll put out the perfect release and not have to release any more Dragon Ball and that's it? That's the end? They won't be able to release anymore? They were getting to that point between... Orange Bricks, we know how we feel about that. Yes. And then the Dragon Boxes, we basically have right there, the epitome of the The definitive, series. yeah. Well, then King Kai yeah. gave him another chance to go back and do something interesting. So do you think that could be it, right? Like, I mean, I mean, that's why they were able to release the, ser- the, the version that they always wanted to release, because there was some other cash cow they could depend on? Yeah, I mean... That sounds so once cheesy. Once you put out Dragon Boxes, that's pretty much, the end. you're done. Yeah, mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Then again, Funimation has moved into upscaled Blu-ray releases. I think Oron just came out, our buddy Mark, over Fanboy Review, just did a review. That said, it's pretty decent. I guess they've toned down their DVNR on the upscale, so I don't know. Will they do upscaled Blu-ray releases of Dragon Box material down the road? It's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just the possibilities there, though. Why did Vegeta give up his quest to use the Dragon Balls and get immortality? He was banging the chick with the radar. (laughs) It's a good question. Why does Vegeta no longer care about the Dragon Balls? Did he just get soft? Does the TV... (laughs) Think about what I just said. (laughs) I mean, wait... That's not what she said. Um, <laughs> does the TV special answer that? Because he really doesn't like. Remember the the, the most recent TV special that we all watched? What the the jump um, super animator? Super animator, yeah. Where it's like they're all just happy go lucky friends type scenario. I mean, isn't that really what it kind of comes down to at the near that part of the series? I guess no one really cares anymore. I mean, GT kind of addressed it a little bit with the overuse of the Dragon Balls, and that was a story thing. I don't know. Yeah. Gamecore asks, "Sup guys, thoughts on having Toonami?" promos as extra for future 
Dragon Box releases. I'm kind of shocked that we haven't had more commercials and the like, but I guess that would be How would they get those? Right, they'd have to acquire them from someone. We have had some video game commercials here and there. I know one of the best extras they've had was on the first release of Movie 8, where they had the, I think it was Legacy of Goku 2 behind the scenes. But we haven't had a whole lot of that stuff. You really have to turn to the internet and, I mean, Mm -hmm. YouTube takes care of that nowadays. I was going to say, do you really have to put it on disc now that YouTube has it? Yeah. Commentary on Dragon Ball Evolution. We were tossing around the ideas of doing a genuine commentary track and uh, kind of a misty version of it. That's something I wanted to do in person with Julian since he's over in Japan. He will be coming back to this country this year. Gasp. So hopefully that is something that we can get back to uh, doing. I know some other people have... Well, hell, let's get Heath and a bunch of other people I, up here. I, I know, but I don't want it to be overboard. Well, I mean, we'll do two. We'll do a legitimate one, right? Mike, let's rent out a movie theater, get a bunch of people over, just mic up some seats, and then let's just go to town. Mic up some seats? <laughs> yeah. What does that even mean? Not you, Mike. It's Mike, Mike. Mike. I understand. Time. All right. Uh, people are asking what is going to happen after the manga review of Awesomeness. I mean, we're at volume 34. It goes Goes to 42. I'll do a funny dance. (laughs) I do know exactly what we're doing afterward. I've had a couple ideas, actually, about what we're going to do. I do have a solid plan. I'm not saying what it is. Yeah, he's told me that he has a plan. I don't know what this plan is. (laughs) He's going to send Gohan into the fight. Yeah, right. (laughs) After we finish the manga review, I will have concluded that Jeff knows everything he needs to know. I'm quitting the show. And then I'm taking over. Jeff is doing the show every week. I mean, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Best part is, best part part is i'm not editing the crap so <laughs> excellent oh and it'll be jeff by himself by the way too you just know, you i don't think i would pay attention to that i like i i mean yeah at some point i do like the sound of my own voice but i don't like it that much <laughs> brian says i'm gonna give you a final final exam i think that's a really good idea <laughs> we should have like multiple choice <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna fail jeff, oh that when would be you show awesome. up the month after the final manga review of Awesome Miss, mm-hmm. please come with a number two pencil and oh, a uh, bottle of water. Are you not supposed to study beforehand on these tests? Because I hear that's like a strategy, you know? Like... No, no studying. Okay. None whatsoever. Ah, uh, great. That's going to bode well for me. Best Dragon Ball fanfic out there. I got to be honest. I have not read one in maybe 14, 15 years. I wouldn't remember the names of any fanfics I've ever read. No. Oh, wow. I thought I thought you would have had like a little bit more of a uh, answer on that. than I don't have titles. Ah, uh, no. gotcha. But you do have fanfics. Do you remember any stories at I, all? Not in great detail. I read a Trunks in 17 Yaoi one, and I read a wow. 17, no, not 17, a Trunks in 18 Get Together in an Alternate Universe one. <laughs> okay. And I read a uh, Romantic Bulma and Vegeta one, and that was it. I read something smutty about lunch one time. Whoa. I don't remember anything beyond that. What? <laughs> You're a perv. <laughs> Says she who read Trunks in 17. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Pot kettle black. Hello. <laughs> so, folks, if you can't tell, we are taking it pretty chill this episode. Let's talk about where the podcast is heading in the relative near future. Thanks, by the way, for all the questions. I know we didn't uh, address everything, but it's something we'll do again in the future because these are fun where we just tell people to come in, ask <coughs> questions, and we can just talk about stuff. So, upcoming podcast episodes. Next week, we are going to do a very quick episode covering the recent Shoko Nakagawa 
Anisong cover, whatever her long title is for it. There are two Dragon Ball covers on them. Count them two. She did a cover of Zenkai Power, which is the first closing theme to the DBZ TV series. And the special edition has a bonus track with a TV-length version of Don Don, the opening theme to Dragon Ball GT. So we're going to have a little mini CD review. There's a bunch of other good stuff on there too, but we'll, we'll talk about that next episode. In the coming months though, we're probably going to take an episode a week off here and there. I've got a video deadline for work, a very hard deadline of May 1st. Mary, you and I broke ground. Today. Today. Indeed. We'll see how much we can keep it up. We're going to try and do a video for Otakon this year. <gasps> oh my Last God. year, we didn't do one. It was the first time since... When did you start submitting? Uh, 2001? 2000. 2000. So, I mean, we had like a 10-year streak going. We didn't do one last year, and we regretted it. So, so we're going to try and do that. I think the deadline is something like June 20th. It's pretty late, which I am very, very thankful for. So, uh, we're going to try and do that. Meaning? Meaning we're going to take a week <laughs> off every so often. Um, it's not going to be... I mean, this isn't like, oh my God, podcast is over. It's like, no shit, I, I got to get a video done for work and I have to get that done in two weeks. So that's got to be my my main time. That's the thing I actually get paid to do. So you know, you know what that's <coughs> like, Jeff, right? Uh, Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. But we will next month, we'll do Manga Review of Awesomeness. We have um, that CD review that I was talking about. My Jump Super Animator DVD is in the United States right now. With Evil Gamer X. With Evil Gamer X. <laughs> I had a picture proof on Twitter that it is in someone's hands and back in this country. It's like, oh, that's great. How about my other shit? Oh, it's still in storage. But at the very least, that DVD is coming back. It's been well over a year now, I think, at this point, since it first came out. We will revisit it. Not a full topic. We're not going to dissect it again, you know, pick all the little things and what the story is. We'll do kind of a, a one year, come back to it. Does it still hold up? that kind of a uh, quasi review episode. People have asked us that, you know, do you really think it was that good? Or was it just that it had been 10 years since you've seen new Dragon Ball? That's what's going on. So folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We had a, a nice, long, fun episode. Jeff, what would you like to plug this time? Well, let's see. I actually pulled off getting low fidelity up Saturday morning, not exactly Friday, but at least before the stores opened on Record Store Day. So Damn good job. I'm impressed, man. It was a two-hour raw recording. Oh, and I nailed it down to one hour 30. That was a lot Did of chopping. Really? A lot of chopping. Did you chop out content, or was it just us messing around? Unprepared content. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like <laughs> stuff that, that's, that just didn't really mesh with the rest of the episode, just took it out, because it just wasn't worth messing with. That's fine. But yeah, it's so it's a listenable, <laughs> enjoyable episode that's up right now. It's episode 36, uh, and that is our review of Titus Andronicus, uh, the monitor and i will not spoil our opinions of it but definitely check out the episode which is at lowfidelity.info l-o-f-i-d-e-l-i-t-y.info and i don't have 25 fa- uh, fans yet on the facebooks oh shit come on man we have enough people in the chat right now i go know fan low fidelity please you can find it linked off of the homepage. you could go to the blog and fan it right there if you've already signed into facebook we definitely just want to get a, a custom facebook we URL need a url we want it. a url so bad i can't even give that out yet because we don't have it but the facebook <laughs> <I know. laughs> page, but the facebook page is really really cool uh it's it's so nice to be able to have so much stuff to put on there that is uh just so easy to maintain i gotta say i've been really enjoying the daizenshu ex facebook page recently i mean i use the twitter as kind of the quasi RSS feed for the website because you you know me I'm stuck in 2002 when I did the redesign (laughs) of the page so I talked about integrating an RSS feed into the site and the way it is now like folks it ain't happening it's it's raw notepad shit right now not happening so use uh, the Twitter feed as the RSS feed um 
What was I saying? Oh yeah, face. I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yes, I, I said it's a great way people want to provide a click of feedback sometimes, and it works really well over there. Yeah, Twitter I'm, serves its purpose great. Facebook serves mm-hmm. its purpose great. We've got our forum, we've got our chat. You're, you're finding out for yourself that Twitter and Facebook are rocking it pretty nice for LoFi. Yeah, well, Twitter's uh, Twitter's always been a good way to just do like a quick blurb or two, but I, I never really found it as like um, something to offshoot news or, or links to it because it just seems so secondary. But on Facebook, it's nice because it's all. Continu- in the page so it's like you don't have to jump too many times which twitter is all about jumping i can't handle that so it's just nice to be able to do it real quick in that space and while i still hate the actual design of facebook the pages are really well set up yeah it's working pretty well now yeah absolutely so that is um the show uh that is out there right now for 36 and hopefully two weeks we'll see what happens with 37 yay good times record exchange coming up i know fun i can't wait nice mary thank you for joining us thanks for having me here talking about gohan trunks didn't do much i'm sorry that's okay he, he stood around and looked pretty with the wind blowing in his hair <laughs> awesome anything you want to talk about mention having fun i got nothing to plug all right so for Jeff over here. Bye. For Mary over here. Bye bye. For Julian. Bye. In with the lady. Bye. From Japan. Uh, I had a, a nice time recording 217. We'll have a short 218 for you next week and then. I, and then probably nothing. Probably a week after that, not an episode because then I'll have a video deadline that next week. You probably shouldn't even do 218 next weekend. I'll probably do it during the week. Okay. In bits and pieces. Dot com website facebook the twitter yes yes the chat the forum yes yes free the experience <laughs> all right thanks very much for listening to us this week we will see you next week here on the show bye-bye Except for Gohan, who thinks that, yeah, his dog, his dog. <laughs> yeah, my dog's doing pretty good. His there. dog is strong and all. Trunk, <laughs> I can't even say trunks. <laughs> he knows the pride of a warrior and knows that I can't read while you're scrolling that, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> he knows the pride of <laughs> your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is how this show rolls. Really this is does. why I edit the show. <laughs> That's why we can't do live.